0: Are you someone you know battling cancer? Welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Karl Feld, where you get to be part of a live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer. I was never close to my father. In fact, I found out that he passed away from colon cancer six months after he died. I never got to be with him during his struggle. This podcast and the cutting-edge integrative cancer therapies I offer at my center are my chance to do what I didn't get to do for my father. Tune in as I get to know the struggles and victories of my guests while battling cancer. We will discuss natural medicine and how it can safely be integrated into traditional oncology care. You are not alone in your struggle. Ronnie, thank you so much for joining Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. i Felt. I'm, I'm so excited to hear your story. I know that it is quite a little unique story with some twists to it. Tell me a little bit about where you're at, because I know one of the things that a lot of people, when they are diagnosed, is that kind of shock factor. They hear the word cancer, and then all of a sudden, they don't hear very much more after that. What happened to you when you were diagnosed? I mean, how did you respond to that?
1: My internist sent me to a another doctor who did all kinds of tests, breathing tests and everything, because I never had any symptoms of lung cancer at all. And I didn't have any symptoms of anything at that point. But he was, my internist was finding some things that he questioned me on, and I couldn't really tell him because I had no symptoms. So when he sent me to this other doctor, and I had all the tests done, I got the testing back. He said to me, and he looked down when he said it, he couldn't look at me. And he said, you have cancer. And I said, oh, we went from there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I can understand that. And I'm, I'm curious, why did you, if you had no symptoms, yeah, you know, why do the chest x-ray?
1: Well, the chest x-ray was from a scorpion. I went to the ER because I, I had the two bites from the scorpion on the same night. And I didn't know what the scorpion bite would do for me. So I went to the ER and the doctor there told me to go see my doctor. And at that time I didn't have one. And so I asked her who she uses and she told me, and that's the one I've been using ever since. I had stomach pains and I thought, I didn't know if that was from the scorpion or not. And so they wanted me to take a chest X-ray The x-ray came back with a spot on the bottom of the x-ray. And my doctor wanted me to take another one because nobody seemed to know what that one spot was. So when he took another one, he took a full one from top to bottom of the lungs. It came out where I had a mass on my left, almost to my shoulder. Really? Yes. That was when... And I, I didn't know it at the time until afterwards when the doctor said to me, we have some things to do. I said, okay. And at, point, at that point, I had known with all the research that I had done, what exactly I was going to do. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really apprehensive. I knew in my mind what I was going to do. And I was never going to take chemo or radiation ever.
0: So it's like you were prepared for a cancer diagnosis, even though obviously you didn't think you had cancer. So how did you prepare for that? And why were you so prepared?
1: Cancer runs in my family, along with heart disease. And I didn't have a computer at the time. This was in the year 2000. When I got my computer, I downloaded everything that I had researched and I just knew what I was going to do. The research led me, as I had explained to you, to all different places and all different people. And it wound up to be in San Diego, which was pretty close to home. Yes. And from there, I got hold of the Poly PolyMVA people and was able to talk with Gary Madsen, who I still talk to this day. And we came up with a protocol.
0: Out of all the kind of research that you've done, like, like you're saying, your family has history of cancer, how did you kind of come about polyMVA and of everything that you research at that, that is where you went?
1: Well, it started with one of the doctors here in Las Vegas. He, at that time, nobody said anything about, you can't say the word cure, Okay. And so this doctor had treated a family member, and this family member, whatever cancer he had, was diagnosed free of cancer, okay? So when I heard him on the radio, I didn't know his name, and when, we, when he left the station, I called the station to find out who that was, and then I got hold of him. Because he had used PolyMVA. Okay. Okay. That's and that's how I yeah. found out. Yeah. yeah that's that, And when I, I talked to him, he led me to San Francisco, who led me to Mexico, who led me to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> In a roundabout way, I found out where to get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Gary Matson, then he, you were able to connect with him and he created a protocol for you uh, just solely with PolyMVA?
1: Yes, solely with PolyMVA. Except at one point, I contacted this other doctor to find out about surgery because I wanted to know exactly what was going on inside my lung. When I went back to this first doctor, he suggested one of the doctors in town who did surgery. Thoracic surgery. I went to him, and I decided to have the surgery just to get rid of it, not thinking that once you open up, it could spread. Okay, so luckily that didn't happen. I did go through the surgery. He wasn't even sure if he could perform the surgery because it was so close to my shoulder that they didn't know how much room that there would be. He went through my back, and I've got at least a six-inch scar and everything came out right. Everything worked.
0: Great. So they were able to go in and take out the tumor.
1: Yeah. I had something different. I had a tumor with two different cancers. Oh. A friend of mine had the tumor, two tumors with the same cancers that I had. Oh. And she had them where they were not next to each other. And the doctors didn't want to do anything with her. So her daughter took her to California and they did what they had to do there. Mine was one large tumor and two different cancers, adenocarcinoma and one other, which I always have a hard time pronouncing.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Was it another type of carcinoma? or
1: I can't remember how to say
0: it. No, that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Initially, when you were diagnosed, did they want to do chemo on you then?
1: Oh, yes. I went With this one doctor, the one I told you I went to in the beginning, from him, I was able to get the surgeons. I was also able to get an oncologist. Okay. Okay. And the oncologist, originally I had gone to an oncologist near me. Uh, I told him what I was going to do. And he said, I would never allow you to do that. You must take chemo and radiation. Okay. And I thought to myself, no way. <laughs> and I thought to myself, how could he say that to me? I called up the other doctor, the, the oncologist that the other doctor had recommended. I made an appointment with him. And the first meeting that we had, I told him what was going on. He said, we can't talk about it. And I said, I know, the walls have ears. He just knew what way I wanted to go. Yes. And he was okay with that.
0: And I think that's such an important lesson is to have a second opinion so that you don't, just because a doctor and oncologist says that this is what you have to do, to not think that is the only option that you have.
1: Right. There's a lot
0: more. Exactly. And that too. To I mean, maybe go to another oncologist or maybe go to more kind of like an integrative type of an oncologist and get an opinion from, from that person mm-hmm. and uh, recognize that there are many different pathways. And that's a big reason we're doing this podcast, so people can see there are other ways to do things.
1: Well, the funny part was at that point in time, there wasn't too much. We didn't have too many doctors here. We had the one integrative doctor, the one that I had gone to first. In 2000, there were not a lot.
0: But like 20 years ago. Yeah. And and you're still here to talk about it.
1: Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You know, I, I have talked with many people over the years. And those that went on the poly are still here. And those that didn't are not.
0: I mean, that alone you know, speaks you know, so loudly. And I see that again and again. You know, I see people that start to go down the drain when they start with the chemo and all the, these medical treatments and their system gets weaker and they go through this cycle of, oh, now it's in remission and now it comes back and then comes back. Then their immune system is so shut down that they don't have the ability to fight it the second or third time. Because uh, their system is, is so vulnerable because mm-hmm. of, of the impact that the chemo, radiation, all that has had on them.
1: I know that's one of the hardest parts. When I talk to several people, some, many have called me. I talk to them about the different things that they could do. There's food, there's the poly, there's prayer, there's all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. Those that follow through with food, I tell them, that they should really try to have an organic diet. In the beginning, I didn't. But I took the poly for about three years, constant. And I thank God, not good. I've been fine.
0: <laughs> so what, what kind of dosage did Gary Mattson say that w- would it pro- be appropriate for you?
1: Well, the protocol was you start out with one teaspoon and you work yourself up on a, a daily or other every other day basis to mm-hmm. take a little bit more so that your body gets used to it. Yes. So I was taking, well, at that point, I was taking eight teaspoons daily with either water or juice. I couldn't stand the taste of the poly.
2: I've
0: heard that before from many patients. It, it okay. say that this is the worst possible thing that, that <laughs> I've given them. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I always laugh because I, I really don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Anytime oh. I go to conferences and they, you know, Al Sanchez, which is the owner of the company. Oh, yes.
1: I know Al. Oh. Yeah.
0: When he, he's at the booth there and, and hands me a cup with Polly, I take it with joy. Just like it taste.
1: I take it. I always have tomato juice, a little cans of tomato juice. Yeah. I always have that in my house. Always. Because when <laughs> take The poly, I take it with tomato juice.
2: Okay,
1: okay, I mix it. I have a little cup and I mix about two ounces of the tomato juice and I put in two teaspoons of poly. Okay, okay, so
0: that's, that's, that's a trick. <laughs> Everything is, is hidden in tomato juice.
2: <laughs>
1: well, this, well, the thing is with tomato juice, it doesn't have fruit
2: you yeah. know, the
1: real fruit, it doesn't have the sugar.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. So that's why either tomato juice or vegetable juice, okay. either one of those. And that works.
0: So, so you did two teaspoons four times a day. So eight yeah. teaspoons a day. You did that for three years straight? Yes. Okay. And yes. so you had through that process, I mean, obviously you had the surgery. And so they removed the tumor they mm-hmm. didn't see anything else and elsewhere and in, in no bones or lymph nodes or anything like well, that. Well,
1: I did before I had the surgery, I had lymph nodes in my neck down into the cavity yes. outside of the lung. I had four lymph nodes that were affected. Okay. So I was probably a stage three at the time. And the four lymph nodes were, one of them was a 1.9 centimeter. Two of them were 1.5 and one of them was a little bit smaller. When I started taking the poly, it was like August. And in November, there was only that 1.9 left.
0: Oh, so the other three had it
1: disappeared and the 1.9 was hardly legible.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so when I had the surgery, I really didn't need to have the surgery because all the cancer was really going.
0: How had the tumor in the, the lung changed you know, from, from when from you started?
1: I don't know. I didn't have any symptoms. I had no cough. I had nothing. So my energy level was really good. And so I really didn't see a difference. I mean, in the beginning, when I first had the surgery, of course I did, because when you come out of surgery, you're a little bit on the weaker side, but the doctors were, they were shocked because I was standing up straight. I had no problem. I I was just, I I was always very active and always went to the gym. And in fact, at one point I had opened up a gym here in Las Vegas for a short period of time until my husband got sick. And then I couldn't do that anymore, but I always went to the gym when I could. Yeah. So I was very active and that helped a lot because when I had the gym, there was a girl who had come in who had breast cancer. She tried very hard. She really did. She Her energy level was just really down and I felt real bad for her.
0: Did you tell her to go on poly MBA as well?
1: At that point, I didn't know about poly. That was prior to my having cancer. Okay. Continuing with the protocol, it was not just the poly, we had vitamin D3 that we took, mm-hmm. COQ10, because the COQ10 would take the poly to all different areas in your body, yes. including past the, the brain barrier. Yes. So that people that had cancer in the brain, the tumor would never leave the brain, but the cancer did.
0: Okay. What do you mean with that? When the cancer, so there's still a growth there, but the no, cancer cells.
1: It stopped growing. Okay. In other words, when people have brain cancer, when they take the poly and it goes through the blood-brain barrier, it kills the cancer, but it can't let the tumor out. It doesn't act the same way as it does in the rest of your body because in the the rest of your body, it turns to fluid and it goes out your body.
0: So and that, but you need then the CoQ10. Yes,
1: that takes it all through your body wherever it goes.
0: So did you take one capsule of CoQ10 every time you did poly-MVA, or did you just did you know, one capsule a day of the CoQ10?
1: I had four capsules a day. Okay. I had one with each time. Okay. Okay. We had CoQ10, and then we had coral calcium liver cleanse, which is really important because when people go through chemo and radiation, mm-hmm. they don't tell you that your liver becomes overburdened. No. And that's when people get sick. It doesn't let all of these dead cells out. No. And the liver cleanse will get that out of your liver because you don't get sick when you take poly because you're taking all these good supplements. Mm -hmm. And then they take an immune builder.
2: Okay. Okay. And what
0: did you use for that, for immune builder?
1: It was called liver cleanse. And I, we would get it from the Sanchez's. We got all of our supplements from them.
0: So you had a, a liver cleanse and then also you had an immune builder. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: I was doing fine.
2: <laughs> Great.
1: <laughs> yeah. People would never expect me to have lung cancer.
0: And that's the thing with lung cancer. It's usually it's a very, once it's diagnosed, it's usually not that long until you're not living anymore. Yeah, it's a tend to be a very fast cancer and they are not very successful with traditional uh, oncology with lung cancer.
1: Well, what I had known about that was that if you have lung cancer and you take chemo, it's not going to help you. I have talked with several people who decided not to take the the uh, poly and they took other things. Yes. Some of them went with um, oils mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Okay. I felt really bad, but they turned down taking poly.
0: So when you say the oils, which oils are you talking like? The essential,
1: essential, oils. The essential oils.
0: Essential oils. Okay. Yeah. And- yeah. Okay, so they were using things like frankincense and cedarwood and...
1: Whatever they're recommended to take.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And they didn't fare very well then, then I hear. Mm, right. Okay.
1: This is my 17th year of being cancer-free.
0: So you did it, I mean, when did you decide, because you did it for three years then, I mean, when mm-hmm. did you decide to stop the poly MVA and why?
1: Well, I never really stopped it completely. I still take it once in a while. Okay. I also know that the, it will help if you have any problems with your heart. Mm -hmm. It also helps with that. So I always have some on hand and I always take some.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: And then Gary also suggested that I take at least one teaspoon a day, which I haven't done because the poly will last in your body for six hours. Yeah. Sometimes when I take it, I think I told you I have other problems and one of them is a gut problem. Yes. And so I have a problem sometimes.
0: Yes. And, and you were talking about diet as well. What kind of diet did you have? I mean, you did, you stayed away from sugar, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, there was no sugar. It was hard for me because of the gut problem that I have. Yeah. So there's only certain foods that I can eat without a problem. And that's what I stuck with. There was nothing else I could do.
2: no okay
0: okay Okay. so i'm uh, still in
1: that same problem
0: (laughs) okay yeah i know want to work on that so no sugar did you do mostly then kind of raw vegetables uh juices
2: i can't Uh,
1: do juices okay i would do vegetables chicken Mm -hmm. try to stay away from uh red meat
2: yes
1: that kind of thing okay okay because my body is a little bit different than the normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I have to go with what I what my body will take.
0: Yeah. Without
1: uh, giving me a problem.
0: And that's important because everyone is unique. I mean, you so you can't really do a cookie cutter approach that this is what works for everybody. You have obviously there, there are certain components that can be helpful for pretty much everyone, but you still have to adjust that program based upon the individual and based upon other factors that they're dealing with.
1: Well, now for the last several years, one of the fellas in Whole Foods makes an organic chicken for me.
2: Okay. Great. (laughs) And
1: and it's the best, I'll tell you.
2: Great.
0: Well, Um, Ronnie, if there is a, a tip or something, a point that you think would be really important for somebody that's newly diagnosed that this would be extremely valuable, that you wished you would have known right when you were diagnosed? What would that pearl of wisdom be that you would want to give them?
1: One of the things that I've learned because the hard way is when you take a CT scan, they give you the dye mm-hmm. and the dye causes kidney problems. I'm a stage three kidney. Up until just recently, my numbers had been under 60 but in the 50s
2: yeah and then
1: all of a sudden they started to drop
2: oh.
1: and i'm not real happy about that because it dropped down into the high 30s and i'm not real pleased
0: no yeah we actually had a a, a patient of mine that uh you know, were stage five kidney and she she's elderly and and didn't want to do dialysis she just didn't want to do that. She was too old and didn't want to hassle with that. So, and the doctors told her she pretty much just had a few months left to live if she didn't do dialysis. So we actually did stem cell IV on her, and then with a bunch of other things, nutritional IVs, and hyperbaric chamber, and intravenous laser therapy, and yeah, you know, those kind of things. And and it turned it around. Yeah, she oh, now, wonderful. Yeah, now she's. I mean, it's not perfect, but she's in the, in the high thirties. So. Oh. Yeah, so she's doing great.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that because there's a hyper, hyperbaric place not too far from me.
0: Yeah, no, they're, they're wonderful, those tools. And then, yeah, and then with the stem cell IVs that we did with her as well. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's really yeah. exciting. So, yeah,
1: there's a lot that I can look forward to.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh,
1: yeah the good way the good things
0: the good things there's yeah. so and and that's the thing also is that uh, you compare to what was available when you were diagnosed back in 2000
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: to the tools uh, the integrative tools that are available now it, right. it is I mean it has exploded and it and it's moving so fast in how we are improving things and trying to Really, be as effective as possible. It's really exciting to be part of that field to see that. But then recognize that even the the tools that were back then available back then, they worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, they worked. Yeah. There was a girl. There was a girl here in Boulder City who also was doing uh, poly. Yeah, and Gary introduced us because our protocol at that time was. Every six hours,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you had to take the poly. Yes. Okay. So that was in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so she and I would get up at a certain time. We knew that we had, we would make our phone call, take the oh. poly,
2: and go back. To sleep.
0: <laughs> so you had to do it together. As so we go to the gym, you, you need to partner in responsibility or yeah. account- <laughs> accountability, I mean.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so we worked that out and so we had company
0: <laughs> yeah, good, good yeah it's good it's it's always good to have a partner to fight things with.
1: yes, definitely yeah and well, so so everything worked out well there too. and they were instrumental in talking me into organic because they were they did organic
2: okay good
1: okay and and it was through them that I really learned about doing organic food
2: wonderful yeah the only
1: problem would happen now is that when amazon bozo i call him,
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly when he he took
1: over a lot of the organic went because he brought in a vegan
2: yeah
1: and vegan is not organic
2: no exactly
1: and so i found out that smith's market here has been carrying more and more of the organic and so i've been getting a more organic in the regular market rather than in whole foods
2: yeah it's, it's
0: amazing how that is and we it's the same thing with like things that are gluten-free or sugar-free or yeah and you think these things are healthy for you but you, you still have to watch out you still have to make sure things are organic and it's good ingredients you can't just kind can of go by a slogan name like vegan and thinking that it's healthy
2: for you.
1: No, it's really not. And no. so more and more, I find out as time goes, more and more things are happening mm-hmm. and to the, for the good. So I'm able to keep up with my organic diet. I would say 90%. Yes. Which is good. And, and I'm doing well. As far as that goes.
0: Great. Yeah. The last thing you want to do when, when you're dealing with cancer or have been dealing with cancer is to throw a bunch of extra toxins into your body to, to shut down the immune system, cause inflammation and clog up the liver and lymphatic. That's the last thing you want to do.
1: Right. And well, the water, the Kangen water.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. You do yes. Kangen water as well. So that. Yes. And, and I
1: also, um, I'm a distributor for Kangen water Yeah. as well. And I've been on Kangen water for 11 years now.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, I, I am as well. We have uh, Kangen water at home, uh-huh. we have Kangen water at the office so that our patients can drink Kangen water when they're at the center. Wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah. so powerful the al- to, to keep the body alkaline and then just feed it with all those powerful antioxidants that, <laughs> that exist in Kangen water.
1: Right. Oh, it's wonderful water. Yeah. I try I try to talk to people about it and, and it's really strange how people just turn it off. Yeah. I don't understand it because when I found Kenyan water, I found it in a very odd way, like, like everything else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that tends to be how life is.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and so when I found it, I was in a doctor's office. I had gained weight and he was a, a weight doctor. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I wanted to talk to them to find out what I could do. As I was waiting, I saw on the wall, they had enlarged areas of what King and Water was, is, and what it does. Okay. And I started reading. They had some bottles of water in the entry. Yes. But nobody knew anything about it because it wasn't, the person was never there. Okay. So (laughs) so, (laughs) it's like, well, how do you find out about this? And they said, well, we don't know, because we never see the person. (laughs) And one day when I was there, there was a person there. And I said, oh, do you do King and Water? And he said, yes. And I said, well, please tell me about it, because I want to know. And I took some water home and drank it. And and I thought, this tastes pretty good it's a lot smoother than regular water. It has a nice taste to it. And I went back and I said, I want to buy a machine. He almost fell to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I got my machine.
0: And and what I love about it and talking about chemicals and being organic is that you can use this machine. I mean, we use the acidic water and the alkaline water to we wash our produce with it even our organic because mm-hmm. there's always some kind of pest it's always some kind of debris on, on it and also we use it for to do our our laundry to and it's amazing how much you save with that but also how much you reduce toxicity in your home and also how much you reduce the amount of stuff that's added to landfills all those plastic bottles that so. I, I love all those aspects of it. And for me, yeah, yes, it may seem it's a little sticker shock to that initial purchase, but for a lifetime, I mean, it's obviously it, it pays for itself many times over. And then you have the benefit of having these strong antioxidants that you, you get to drink in your own water.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, my whole house, I clean with and water.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: No toxins in my house.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful. And-
1: yeah. The, the one good thing about it, the 2.5, when you get up, you rinse your mouth with it. It changes how your mouth feels in the morning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Brush my teeth with it. It's
2: great.
0: Gives all the different pathogens, Yeah, you know, that because it's very antiseptic, antibacterial. Yeah, it's really powerful. Well, Ron, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, for for kind of giving these tips for for people that really really need help. I really thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: The information this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. If you'd like to know more about what my center offers, please visit the Please join us next week for another live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer on Integrated Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld.